0: guys how to count calories without counting calories now this is a skill i think we should all eventually be able to do because we can't always rely on our smartphone to let us know how much we're eating we do have to understand mindfulness when it comes to food i really hope you get a lot out of this episode so enjoy Guys, hello and welcome to the THQ podcast. Um, I hope you've had a fantastic day or you're about to have a fantastic day whenever you are listening to this. Today's episode, um, I am gonna be on my own. Um, I'm gonna be delivering some content to you in regards to calories. And I've titled this podcast, How to Count Calories Without Counting Calories. So the reason I've done this is because I think, what a lot of us really need to understand when it comes to counting calories is about being mindful of food volume. So one of the biggest learning curves you can get from when you do actually count calories is that you actually realise how many calories are actually in certain foods. So what a lot of people don't realise is when they consume low volume foods, um, you know, little snacks like sweets and crisps or chocolate and just very calorie condensed foods they consume on a daily basis and they generally think that they're not consuming that many calories when actual fact they're consuming too many calories if they are gaining body fat and it comes down to that when we see something we see something is small we presume it's not got a lot of calories in it and usually um, it's not the case because we many people that are successful in losing body fat and then not putting it back on again build the habit of consuming higher volume foods, foods that keep them full, um, but that actually contain a lot less calories per uh, how much is it food volumes on your plate. So I'm gonna get into it, and I'm gonna start with the point that if you ever want to get to a point where you do not track calories, you do have to at some point tra- have tracked calories. So whether that for you for a short term, part of your transformation or for whatever reason at some point you need to have experience using my fitness pal tracking calories understanding what's in foods so you can have a good starting point to be able to eventually not track calories shall we say i would like to point out that if you are on a shoe or you're following a specific goal, or you're following a one of our unique programmes, our specialised programmes like the chest and shoulders, the arms or the legs, then yes, you should count calories because it's a short-term goal and you are not really leaving anything to chance if you're counting calories because if you put 100% effort into something, you want 100% return on your investment. So not counting calories, I think, is... is a a bit daft, really, because you might as well give yourself that insurance that you are on the right track. So I'm going to start with my first point, and my first point is sitting down eating meals. By naturally avoiding snacking and sitting down and eating plenty of meals, three meals a day, let's say three or four meals a day, with meat, fish, and loading up your plates full of vegetables, Sitting down, consuming that and feeling full, giving yourself 10 to 15 minutes and I do not care how busy you are, at some point we all can sit down for 5 or 10 minutes. I do understand if you are on the road a lot, you're on the road a lot and having 3 or 4 prepared meals every single day isn't sustainable for some people. It should be for the majority of us if we spend that half an hour a day preparing our foods. But some people are on the road, they can't. However, everybody, if they're completely 100% honest with themselves, has time to sit down, spend 10 minutes eating a meal, feeling satisfied, satisfied, feeling full. That is going to halve your calorie intake for over the course of the seven days because it just will. You're just going to be consuming good volumes of food, good quality food, but sitting down, giving yourself 10 minutes, making sure you're full three times a day is a massive tip to controlling your calories without counting your calories. It brings me on to my next point, which I touched on there, and it's avoiding snacking most of the time. If we are snackers, we will always consume more calories we tend to consume empty calories that do not fill us up and calories that are not really going to be beneficial long term for our body transformation even if we snack on things like protein bars regular throughout the day or nuts or anything like that which i don't suggest nuts but that's just a point even if you think something is being healthy by sitting down or by snacking throughout the day because you haven't got time to eat then I think you're going to be consuming far too many calories throughout the day, throughout the week, and you are going to gain body fat. Now, I did mention most of the time because most of the time we shouldn't, but sometimes if if majority of the time you're mindful of not having snacks and you have snacks just as an occasion, like it's not a habit, it's just an occasion, maybe um, you just fancied a little bit of something just during the day, from time to time, once or twice a week, maybe at the weekend or whatever, if you're mindful of that, that, that not that isn't a healthy habit, then by all means do it, I'm sure that I still have a few snacks, um, but I'm very mindful that that is a bad habit to do when it comes to sustaining my body transformation, all about being mindful guys, we also need to, if we're not tracking calories, we need to track some sort of pro process, uh, uh, progress. Sorry. So by it means pictures. By it means being aware of our clothing sizes, not just gradually going up in clothing sizes and just pretending it's not happening and picking different clothes to wear. We should be aware of what we're actually. If if we feel like we're not fitting in our jeans anymore, but we are not tracking calories, then maybe you're consuming too many calories. So you need to. Look at what you're doing. Follow, maybe follow these tips and bring it back a little bit. Tracking a weight. So if our weight is creeping up, if a weight is creeping up now, weight is a very um, hard subject for me to talk about on this podcast because there's so many different people. Now, you will get if you're completely honest with yourself, you will get to a point where you know if that weight is fat or it's slowly creeping up being muscle. Now we shouldn't be packing on pounds and pounds and pounds and pounds of muscle muscle all the time, which we won't be doing. So if your weight is slowly creeping up, I would possibly say it isn't muscle. But if your weight stays the same, jumps up a couple of pounds, if it is, you know, if it's generally just creeping up and down or it's hovering up and down, then maybe so you are building muscle. Remember, we are lifting weights and eating protein, so weight is something that is going to fluctuate quite a bit. Now, I'll give you an example through my weighting. You just have to have a good understanding of weight. Now, when I was fat and overweight, I hovered probably about 14 and a half stone, maybe 15 stone. Um, and then when I slowly started to lose body fat on a consistent basis when i started to take it seriously at some point i dropped down to about 12 stone now um that was probably because i'd had a, quite a lot of body fat to lose and because i spent quite a bit of time overweight i'd not really built that much muscle now slowly over a period of time then my weight has slowly started to creep up now and my good weight now is around about 13 and three quarters 14 stone that's quite a good Wait for me. If I find that my weight starts to slowly creep up over that 14 stone mark, if I haven't done anything magical, anything differently, I don't think I'm packing on muscle, okay? It's more that I'm packing on body fat. Now, if it's because I am very self-aware of what I am doing. Now, I am quite happy with my body is training four or five times a week, maybe three times a week sometimes, and I'm quite happy with the way my body looks. My lifestyle isn 't going to change dramatically so i 'm packing on loads of muscle. I train hard when i 'm in the gym um, i try and I eat the best I can majority of the time, so I do not think if my weight starts to creep up over fourteen stone, then it is body fat. If I changed a huge habit and I thought, you know what i 'm going to go back to maybe my old roots where I used to really take it seriously and really started to put you know 6 days a week in the gym and constantly really obsessive about the food all the time then and my weight started to go up then maybe I would think that slowly it is muscle but you need to be aware of what you're doing now that little short little minute there where I've told you about my life, I've spent the last 10 years working that out. So if you are getting frustrated about your weight now, having six months into your body's transformation, then just do not weigh yourself because you're not ready to understand weight at this stage. Just go for clothes and pictures. Include lots of um, calorie-free stuff, just generally in your diet, now not obsessively because um, I, d- I don't think we should have loads and loads and loads of sweeteners all the time, however, if we generally have, in, I tend to have, always have like a pack of chewing gum with me, I tend to have one one, maybe two diet drinks a day um, I drink them, uh, eat them sugar-free lollipops, um, just you know, little, little things, just generally if we're including these calorie-free stuff, just opting for a diet Coke rather than a full-fat Coke, I've said it again and I will say it a million times, there is no no evidence whatsoever that till this date the sweeteners are bad for you and I don't think there ever will be having the odd can of diet coke or the odd can of something I don't think there ever will be any evidence that can say that they are going to be extremely bad because I think we would have noticed it by now just having just the odd can of diet coke and things like that or consuming sweeteners you know, if it, if anything was ever going to come out, the the woodwork would probably have, have happened by now because it would have been so severe. If somebody's absolutely smashing sweeteners, then maybe it's going to have a long term effect on our gut. But again, that's your problem. If you are absolutely smashing sweeteners and you're not consuming real foods um, regular, then it's probably the fact that you're overdoing it with them. Not necessarily just generally including a few sweet calorie free stuff. Um, in our diet, in our healthy, generally healthy diet. Eat lower calories with more volume. So include little things like plenty of vegetables when we sit down and eat so we feel full. You know, adding things like, you know, if you're eating a breakfast, like some mushrooms and things like that, peppers, having lots of salad when we're consuming like um, as sides and things like that having just load up on like things that you know aren't having any calories in it but you know if you have loads in it it's going to fill you up because just by having that habit ingrained into you you will consume less calories why because you're fuller and if you're full you're going to be less likely to eat so loading up on lower calorie higher volume things like vegetables that if you have tracked calories before, you know that we don't want you to track things like peppers and salad and vegetables and things like that. So there is a big big indicator that when you aren't tracking calories, to load up on them types of things that are gonna fill you up. And a big one for me is don't binge. Now there's a couple of reasons why people will binge, is one is being far too restricted, but I don't generally think that is the biggest reason. I think the biggest reason is food choices. So not necessarily like somebody never eating chocolate cake and then smashing through a load of chocolate cake because they haven't had it for four days. I think the more real reason is... you, you. your food choices, you're not you haven't prioritized eating meats, fish and vegetables, drinking plenty of water and sitting down three times a day, which we've all been told since we were little. You haven't prioritized that because you haven't prioritized that, you're bloody, hungry. So what happens is when you're hungry, you binge. That is such a big, obvious thing. Like, so if somebody has a great, big binge at a weekend on chocolate cake. It's nine times out of ten, like I've said, it's not because you haven't any, any bloody chocolate cake it's because you're hungry you're hungry, haven't just seen it because if you'd have sat down all week and really filled yourself up with good quality foods, include the odd, uh, the odd bit of treats and things like that, but if you have really let's say you've, so let's say you've avoided bad food all week, you've avoided it, like crap, empty calorie food, like I'm talking like crisp ch- chocolate, sweets and biscuits. If you'd avoided that, but you prioritised sitting down three times a day, maybe four times a day, having meats, fish and vegetables, drinking two to three litres of water per day, do you think you're going to get to the Saturday and think, you, you really fall by at this point, by the way, do you really think you're going to get to this Saturday and absolutely binge? No, you're probably going to be able to handle a bit of moderation because if you fancy a little bit of something, you fancy a little bit of something, but because you're not overly hungry, you're not going to turn into a binge. And this comes from the same things when going out. If if you go out regular, like out on the drink every single week, then you need to, we'll get into what you should be drinking in a minute, but you need to the next day be very mindful is the fact that if this is happening every single week, don't binge. Now... I, I drink steadily at home, and um, drink the same drink, so when I wake up in the morning, I'm not massively hungover, so I don't feel the need to binge. Now, however, when I go out, if I go out and i and mixing drinks, and it's a big night, and I'm, well, I wake up rough, I probably more than likely, unavoidably have a little bit of a binge. Now, because I don't do it on a regular basis, I don't feel like it affects my body transformation too much, but if I start to go out regular, on a consistent weekly basis, then I need to be very mindful of what I'm doing the next day when it comes to my food. If you are going out regularly and you're really serious about keeping body fat on, then have a bit of a research to the menu of what you should be eating. Now, when it comes to dining out, it's all about trial and error and what works for you. Now, you could try um in the morning say let's say you're going out Saturday evening you wake up Saturday morning and I would there's a there's a trial where you could where you could actually consume white meats or white fish so just a clean source of protein and vegetables. then if you consume that throughout the day you're going to have eaten less calories throughout the day then you can have whatever you want at night that that's a way of doing it. It could be though by having that low calories throughout the day, you'll get to the um, meal in the Saturday evening, you've probably had a few drinks and you're absolutely starving, that could mean a green light to an absolute all-out, blow-out binge and then you could continue that for rest, the rest of the Saturday night and it probably could continue to the Sunday morning. So what you could do is you could try and fill up throughout the day so you're actually quite full, not overly full, but just so you're ready for a meal but not starving and then have your meal. You might find that might be better at controlling your meals when you go out. Again, it's all about trial and error and it comes down to how much you go out, but this is just another way of controlling your calories. When you do go out, drink lower calorie drinks. So if if you're a big beer drinker, Maybe have a couple of pints to get you going, but don't sit on having 10, 15 pints a night. Then go on to lower-calorie cal- spirits, vodka and Coke, uh, vodka, Diet Coke, gins. Um, and then if you are, say you're a wine drinker, maybe just try and control how many, how much wine you're actually having because... Wine can be quite calorific as well, so it's all about being mindful and opting for, if you have, if you have a wine drink, you can have a couple of glasses of wine, or maybe a bottle of wine, and then go on to some lower calorie spirits, just being mindful of how many calories are in it, and at some point through the night, opt for lower calorie stuff. Guys, I think I have covered pretty much everything I've sort of learned when it comes to controlling how many calories we, con- we consume on a regular basis. So I think this, um, this this should definitely help a few people sort of get their heads around. Again, if you are following a strict plan, do count calories, but you can also use these tips as well to can um, that whilst you are counting calories, because it makes counting calories a lot easier if you are full and satisfied because you, you can stick stay within your calories a lot more and you can hold on to your muscle and you get a better body transformation. I hope you've really enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm going to start to get a few more people on this um, episode uh, on this podcast as well, so do look out for that. If you haven't already, please subscribe, and I will see you all very soon. Take care.